so loud yeah that yeah, i think that happens loud. in front of every episode though recording in progress dude i mean they, they don't gotta hear they don't gotta hear shout out shout out shout out shout out we back we back yeah um, man <laughs> one, oh two. man you gotta keep with the energy you chilling nah man i'm good man i'm good bro the steelers just beat the ravens and i'm i'm pumped right now you know what i'm saying we we're lit we still could win the super bowl so is Mike Tomlin like that good? Because y'all supposed to suck. Yeah, well, let's not. Nah, I mean, y'all look at y'all's quarterback. Well, yeah, we're, we're he just uh, announced the other day. I'm playing with my mic and stuff. Like, pause. Um, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode. What are we on? This is 15. 15. You didn't even finish what you were saying. You said somebody announced something. I was listening for that. What Ben Mike Tomlin announced some shit? Oh, Ben some, Roethlisberger. Some ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he is signed, or he he basically told some people, some close members in his family, and uh, some of his teammates that he will not be returning as the Steelers quarterback next year, which is Thank uh you. that's crazy news. It's real crazy news. Um, I for one am not disappointed to hear that news, <laughs> and um. Yeah, man, we we just gonna keep rocking. We gonna keep rolling. We just beat the Ravens today. Um, I'm not yeah, cheering for the white man over Lamar Jackson. I, I just want Lamar Jackson to know that I root for him when he's not playing the Steelers. Whenever he's not playing the Steelers, I'm rooting for him. But other than that, I'm. Man, I didn't know y'all. I I just thought the Ravens. I've been following football like as much, but I just know the Ravens were supposed to be like. Trash without Lamar, but Lamar makes them that good of a team. And I just yeah like, thought y'all were the same. It's uh but like without Ben. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love I loved I used to love Ben Roethlisberger back in the day when he was winning championships. But uh it's been a while since he's won a championship, and it's been a while since we've really done anything of relevance in the NFL. So <laughs> I just want us. I want us to get back to where we were, but I can't complain. We don't. We don't have too many losing seasons, like as the Steelers. So, yeah, you and you and Josh, the only Steelers fans I know, that like still rep the black and yellow. Like Wiz just put it out in. in shout out, my, shout out, Josh, bro. Shout out, Josh. <laughs> but yeah, man, welcome, welcome back to episode fifteen of the New Era Podcast, man. I'm wow, missing. man, that's milestone, milestone. That is that 15. is a milestone. Fifteen, fifteen. Um, so we are on our episode number 15 mm-hmm. and we just recently reached some new goals. We just reached, so we've been doing this for about a year. Well, not fully a year yet. This is like the full year, I guess we've, we've been doing, we've been putting out pods ever since January. Yeah. Just about. So now we are what at, I don't know. That's almost a year. That's close enough. But any but anyway, it's been cool reaching the milestone, seeing the, the Spotify stuff. Shout out to the people who listen to us more than anybody else. Um that was <laughs> whoever cool. you are. Whoever you are. Um, I probably know who most of you are. <laughs> who most of you are, but I appreciate it. That's that's real love. And um yeah, we're just gonna keep rocking. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Hey, bro. <laughs> that was so... <laughs> All right, man. Yo, Caleb. Hey, man. It's, I'm so glad to talk to you, bro. How are you doing today, man? Uh, bro, fam, 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 fam. We keep rocking. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yo, we are going to keep rocking, though. That's big facts. Big facts. We, we are, bro. I don't know, man. I'm just in a good mood about, about podcasting. I love it. Um, I want it was just a to tone away. Everything about about the way you said that just made me die. You made, yeah, you made I don't know. I don't know why I got like that. I just, I guess, I was just, I was addressing the people, so I wanted to get like that. But I'm, 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 I'm back. I'm back. All right, I'm back. I'm back. You, you, you made a lot of people laugh this weekend, last weekend, or was that two weeks ago now? That was last weekend. I was home. Yeah, that was last weekend. I was home for a couple of days for Thanksgiving, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, are we are we are we starting off with this now? Are we really? I mean, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> you made a lot of people laugh, man. You, I mean, we don't got to start off with it. We don't have to do nothing. I, just, I, I really don't want to start. Off. Don't, I don't want to start off. I don't want even want to. We don't have to go there. We don't even have to. We don't even have to go there because we're not even gonna give them the energy. But anyway, it was hilarious though. All I will say is, do not play. <laughs> do not play Wu Tang around the females. Women. Around, oh. just <laughs> don't joking. play Wu-Tang around women. That's all I got to say about that story. Oh, man. Okay. The the story that you guys aren't going to be able to hear is actually, like, super hilarious. But you know, uh, Subscribe to our Patreon. Hear. You can hear the story. <laughs> our Patreon. <laughs> what are our tiers on Patreon? Like a dollar, five dollars, ten? Bro, okay. I, we don't really ever get into gross stuff on this podcast, but I, I really want to address something. Adam twenty two is doing some nasty stuff on his Patreon, and he does it. He's calling it podcast. It, it, it is podcasting. I guess it's entertaining. It's, but he's doing some gross stuff on his, you subscribe? On his Patreon, huh? You subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a sick human being to subscribe to Adam twenty two Patreon, Thanks. bro. That's they got some nasty stuff going on on that page over there. But maybe maybe we get to that point. <laughs> I don't even know what they're doing over there, but I just know Adam 22's lane is like, I know he's in, I don't even, I can't even imagine. Um, I can't even imagine. Well, I'll, I'll keep it PG-13, but it's it's some freaky stuff going around. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I, need, I don't, yeah, don't want to see that. But, yeah, bro. We, um, yeah. But nah, my bad. I just wanted to, how was your Thanksgiving? How was your Thanksgiving, bro? It was, was last week? it was fantastic. Um, It was good being with the family. It was, you know. My immediate family. I'm sure it was kind of like that for you. Um, COVID's really messed up, like, Thanksgiving and, like, any holiday. Like, with Christmas coming up, like, I feel like I'll see a decent amount of my family. And I'll see, you know, a decent amount of my friends or whatever. But I, didn't, I haven't been around, like, my grandmother or anything or any of my grandmothers for any of my, my Thanksgivings these last two years. And that's kind of a bummer. Nah, I feel that. I didn't even see my grandma this this Thanksgiving either. I'm gonna try. For, I'm definitely gonna have to do it for Christmas. I saw one of my grandmas, not my other one, but you're right. Speaking COVID of- is COVID is it's doing its job. I mean, shoot, they it's got a new doing variant. His job. That I mean, hey, bro, we bro, we you two years. That's a long time. That's a long time, bro. COVID is COVID is uh is detrimental. But I I really don't. <laughs> we, we've been talking about COVID for. <laughs> It's like I don't know what else, like what else do you want me to say about COVID at this point? Like, oh, uh, it's detrimental. Uh, like, bro, they got the Omarion variant now. Like, it's just a lot going on. Like, we are we are in the middle of of really race is, war. We're, just race to be, war we're gonna be living through a pandemic for like the next ten years and a race war forever. Yeah, there's definitely gonna be a race war, bro. It's too much going on right now. I, mean, I say it's one right on. now, but that's that's a Patreon topic too. It's one right now, but that's um. That's a Patreon topic. I had, I oh, I'm gonna make it lighter. <laughs> or a conversation with me on a day to day topic. Huh? I said that's a Patreon topic or just a conversation with me on a day to day topic because I'll talk to anybody. Bro, I do not want to talk about the race war that is. We do. We do. All right. We don't got to give well, it. Well, we, well, we, we can, do. but can we, we, no, we like, no, push? we don't have to. No, we don't have to. You go lighter. Nah, go lighter. well, because now the thing that I want to talk about is much lighter than what you were just talking about. No, you can't you can make a race war light. I mean, I was just gonna ask you what your favorite Christmas song was, but like I'm not trying, I'm not trying to go from that to that. Like that's so that's such a drastic change in I mean, topic, and it's so off the it's so off the cuff. It's so I don't know. That's a good question though. I mean, probably my mom's favorite is "This Christmas" by Chris Brown. 
Um, every black mom. Your mom's favorite Christmas song is "This Christmas" by Chris bruh, Brown. Bro, ever since she saw "This Christmas" in like 07, she's like that, she she plays it every Christmas, bro. It's crazy. I'm like, my, you don't ever get tired of hearing him. She, then she loved to try a little tenderness stuff he be doing. She, try bro, my mom with "This Christmas." Hey, okay, like, it's just it's traumatic. You just bro. reminded me. I'm him. gonna I'm gonna have to watch "This Christmas." Uh, probably like tomorrow or like this week at some point because that's a that is a fantastic movie me and my 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 family we went to go see this christmas when it came out on thanksgiving like we went to go see that movie is that a classic low-key for for black people absolutely it is it It should be a classic for all people that's a great christmas movie Mm, it don't hit the the same for everybody else they don't really bro i'm sure i'm sure like white people could relate to that movie not try a little tenderness though why people don't do nothing to <laughs> All right, come on, come on. Chill, 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 chill. I'm joking. I'm just see that's what bro. That, I'm in a silly mood. My bad, man. I'm in a silly mood. <laughs> um I just lost my train of thought. But no, nah, I was gonna I say I don't believe in your God, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I thought you was gonna tell him about how funny that was, though. No, nah, I was just gonna say, bro, who hasn't had to bail out like I haven't had to do it, but I'm just saying, like, it's just a universal movie. It should be, you know, like, it, it could be, but it's definitely a black movie for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a classic. Confirmed on the New Air podcast this Christmas. Um, Well, my favorite Christmas song is Silent Night. But Which version? Or, like, actually, never mind. There's one version that really matters. Silent, you know? <laughs> that one, yeah. That one. I was about to say. I'm not about to get in my bag like that, but if you want to hear that, tune in. It sounded Christmas. good. Hey, bro, I've been working, because I really do love Christmas. I'm... We haven't got a tree yet in the apartment. That's what I need to get. And um, we get probably get a tree and uh, get some lights up around here. But no, nah, I love Christmas. And Silent Night is probably the greatest song ever. Bro, you, I remember like ever since we were young, you always got the newest J, the newest 11s on Christmas. That was so fire. Hey, like, let's, um, the only problem was, the only problem with that, now is that like my sister worked at Foot Locker. She worked at Foot Locker for however long it was, and I I was just blessed. And now, now it's a lot harder to get J's. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot harder to get J's, but we thriving. That's crazy that it's that hard. But yeah, but yeah. So this so this, not this Christmas. Silent Night is yours. Uh, I guess like I said, this Christmas might be the only one. I don't even. I don't know you. The way you talk about Christmas makes me feel like I should be more festive. I just, I'm not, I'm not. But nonetheless, I am gonna ask for some presents. Facts. <laughs> 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 still gotta ask for something. Hey man, if y'all really love us, uh, send us Christmas gifts. Facts. Pay a bill. Pay a bill, bro. What? <laughs> what? Pay, a bill. Pay yeah. a bill. Oh my goodness, it's been. That's one thing I've learned this year is that bills suck. <laughs> Dog. They are terrible. Dog. I feel like every time I pay a bill, I just I don't know. I feel like a little piece of my soul just gets taken out of me <laughs> when I gotta pay a bill. And it just really it's really frustrating. Like the other day when we had to pay our rent on December first, like I just I almost gagged like giving the money up. <laughs> like I really I almost threw up. Like I really felt like I was gonna throw up because it just really it hurt. It, it hurt. Really, it really <laughs> hurt. And I feel like why does it why you can hear the pain in your voice? That's like the why funny. why we live That's on this not. earth, this earth that God created, apparently. That's supposed to be free for all. You talk about me. You just and we over here paying rent, bro. Why am I paying why am I renting this land that God created for all of us to live on equally? I mean, when you think about it, I mean that's been going on since um this land was stolen. But yeah, I mean anyway. Amen. How we get woke at the start of the new episode? <laughs> what are we do? I don't know why we air is so unpredictable. It's Tupac, bro. bro. It's Tupac. It's Tupac. He was there last week though. <laughs> was, he, he yeah, was, he was. But he was like Madonna. Uh that's he was chilling. He wasn't he wasn't uh on his radicalness like he is right now. Oh, yeah, because you know Tupac had more than one side. That's a good point. That's a very good point. He was, like, really a radical, like you said, on one side. And, like, but I feel like he was more of, like, the Black Panther Tupac. But, like, he also did have, like, an open-minded part of him, too, because that's that's where that leadership comes in. Yeah, I feel like any good leader is open-minded. Um, 
Facts. Facts. But speaking of Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Day, we can. Sh- I'm about to shift it. I'm about to shift it. Watch this shift transition. It. Let's get it. Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas Day. We have some crazy matchups on Christmas Day. One of mm. them being the two best teams in the NBA right now. I think the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. and the Golden State Warriors. They so they playing this- three games in like a month. Yeah, man, they're seeing a lot of each other this uh, this month. They play each other three times this month. They split these last two games. The uh, Suns took the first game without Devin Booker. And then on Saturday, the Warriors took that game. And uh, the new, I don't know what they're, the Chase Center. I wanted to say yeah, Oracle. Chase, so Oracle just really rolls off the tongue. But anyway, Steph Curry and the Warriors in that tremendous streak that the Phoenix Suns had. Uh, Manser. Why are you so surprised about the Phoenix Suns right now? Why are you so surprised? I was. I am surprised. <laughs> Yo, I just salute you because that was a great transition. Thank you. Uh, but I'm surprised, I guess, because like they don't have like a finals layoff, and they're they look better than they did last year. Which naturally, if you keep all of your pieces and like the chemistry is the same, then you should do that. It's just you don't really see too much of that in the NBA today, like on teams that especially with the Chris Paul is 36 I think he might be 37 like he's not like a young guard anymore but he's still like making them all look like they're like they're like a well well oiled well oiled machine without Chris Paul having to score as much like he's more he's distributing more he's scoring the same way he scores but like he I don't know bro I just I was not expecting to be 18 and three now, granted, I think that's the same reason I asked why I'm surprised because it is Chris Paul and it is Devin Booker and they do keep the same team, but they they're better than they were last year. Like, I think <laughs> I think them losing in the finals was exactly what they needed. It I think mm. it it's exactly what any team needs it, to be hungry to go back and redeem themselves in the next season. Um, I feel like for them, the key for them is they have JaVale McGee now last season when they got to the finals, they were a little bit shorthanded when it got to the bigs, you know, you have Deandre Ayton and then you had Frank Kaminsky uh, coming in, in the second unit, and that's not going to get it done, especially mm-hmm. against Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's good to see that they have a full team this year. I think, you know, Jay Crowder's playing great basketball. Chris Paul's doing what he does. Do you think that with, what the Suns are doing right now, Do are they the favorite to win it out of the West, or are you still giving it to the Warriors? That's a great question. I, bro, I, I got to go Warriors just because I haven't even seen them at full strength yet. We haven't even seen them at full strength yet without Klay Thompson or James Wiseman. Even if only one of those guys returns this year, we know one of them at least is. And I just – I can only imagine how good they're going to be with Klay returning. Like, I, I just – and the fact that they just beat the Suns a couple nights ago, like maybe two nights ago, um, they now split it, so that Christmas Day matchup will be a tiebreaker. But it, the gap is so close that I think Clay, Clay Thompson and James Wiseman kind of they they make the gap a little bit wider between those two teams. And I will but, go, I will go on record, and I will say this: I know James Wiseman is supposed to be, he will be a future talent. He's supposed to be the guy in the future, a great big, a, a transition. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know, but he's supposed to be a great big in the future. <laughs> I'll keep it at that. But I think Kevon Looney is a, he's a solid big for what they do inside. You know, he's great at rebounding. He's great at he's he he's, he fits his piece. He does his role for the Warriors, and that's exactly what they need. And that's exactly how you that's how they've been winning these last six seven years is because they have guys that fit into their roles. Kevon Looney doesn't try to go out there and do too much. He doesn't try to score on the post. He just knows, hey, I need to go get offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, block shots, get putbacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll do my job, and that's exactly what he does. So they'll be okay at the center position. And then they play small ball all the time. I mean, being Link has been playing really well this year. Draymond Green, I mean, what can you say about him besides the fact that he hasn't shot the ball well from the free throw line? But, I mean, as far as rebounding and, you know, getting guys where they need to be on defense, I mean, I think he's definitely going to win defensive player of the year this year. Draymond? Um, definitely. I definitely mm-hmm. think he should. He's the best defensive player in the league right now and has been. I mean – the Warriors haven't been winning, but now that we see them winning, we obviously get to see the impact that Draymond Green has on a night and night basis. And then when it comes to Steph Curry, which I meant to say on the podcast last time, Steph Curry is probably top five all time, or he's pushing himself into that top five all time uh, conversation. So, and then obviously I haven't even talked about it, but Clay, Clay Thompson, <laughs> he's coming back. Like this, this is a great team. Um, 
uh, Andrew Wiggins is obviously doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's solid. He's doing, and that's the thing about Wiggins. I've always been hard uh, and critical of him in the past, but he's doing exactly <laughs> what he should be doing in his role. Just because he's the number one pick doesn't mean he has to necessarily be LeBron. He's doing exactly what he needs to do and could win himself a championship this year. So I'm excited for him and this Warriors team. And it's good to see, uh, you know, Steph Curry basically do what he's supposed to be doing and be the best point guard ever. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing him take that uh, that title this year. Dang, so Lakers Lakers not a threat? I, I was talking about the title as greatest point guard ever. I wasn't talking about the uh, title. I mean, I mean, oh, okay. So, so like, what about the Western? Like, you don't... Um, I think the, if the Lakers, you can't count them out because of who they have on their team. Obviously, right now, they don't look like the favorites. And I'll just say this. Malik Monk should be playing more and more. Malik Monk is the most dangerous player on the Lakers right now. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> capping to you. He's the most dangerous player on the Lakers. Because obviously you know what you're going to get out of AD. You know what you're going to get out of Russell Westbrook. And LeBron is LeBron. But Malik Monk, if, Lameek, if, Le, if Malik Monk, if Malik Monk is go, giving you 20 points off the bench every night consistently, and he's been doing that most nights for the Lakers these last couple of games, you got to play him, bro. I don't see why Baysmore and Avery Bradley, I get they give the defense, but give me a break, bro. I need somebody that's going to give me some buckets. Put Malik Monk on the floor. That's all I got to say. He, I mean, I think it's Avery Bradley starting over him, or is it? Not I, anymore. Not anymore. Avery Bradley. It sucks because I like Avery Bradley's game. Like, I like how hard he plays, and I like that you can put him on pretty much any player, and he's going to make it difficult for them to score, but he just doesn't do much for you on offense, so it kind of hurts having him on the floor. He's going to have to play in the playoffs on defense, though, just off the street. Absolutely. I mean, Russ and LeBron, and none of them are trying to guard stuff, so. I don't I don't know what you want to do yeah. about that. And I mean, or, even with the I mean the Clippers, the Clippers, Paul George and um eventually when Kawhi comes back, they'll be they'll be solid. Reggie Jackson's playing extremely well this season. And I think Eric Bledsoe was perfect for them. Like he fits in with their grittiness and their team. So I I mean the West is gonna be difficult for whoever tries to get get out of the West, but right I, now it's definitely between Phoenix and, and uh Golden State. I'm glad you said something about the Clippers. I didn't have it written down, but like you said, Reggie Jackson is playing well, and he I think he deserves a lot of credit because a couple of years ago in the playoffs against the Mavericks, not last year, but the year before that in the bubble, he was he wasn't like the he was an easy target just like Paul George was. And then last year he came back and he hooped, and then he's he's following it up with a consistent good year for the Clippers, like a high level score for them and a playmaker for them. That's what they need. That's a difference maker. And I hope Kawhi returns before like March ish. But even if he doesn't, I think Paul George is playing at this level because he doesn't have a Kawhi next to him. So he's just being Paul George that has the ball in his hands most of the time. And we know that that's what he wants to do. So I think that's the big – I really just hope he keeps it up when Kawhi returns because, like, we know Kawhi can get his, but, like, Paul George being the second guy, that – I think that's, like, a something to watch and pay attention to because anybody that knows Paul George knows he's trying to have the ball in his hands. He's trying to be ball-dominant, but it, it works for them. And like with Reggie Jackson, with um Luke Kennard is stepping up. It's one more player I'm missing too. Eric Bledsoe. That like those are all guards that guards that don't have to necessarily score to have the ball in their hands, and they they make the plays for other people. So I don't know. I think between the Clippers, Warriors, Suns, and Lakers, that seeding, however those four like get seeded out, I, hey, that's going to be interesting. And we're that's not the even top four. We're not even talking about Utah. We're not talking about um. Memphis, who I think could be a very, very dangerous team. John Morant is playing uh, extremely well. Um, I hope he gets back on the floor soon. I hope he – well, actually, I hope he recovers um, yeah. properly and gets back on the floor when he's ready to get back on the floor because I would hate to see a young player like him who has so much ahead of him, who I think is going to be one of the leaders in the next generation to, like, take over. I think definitely need to make sure they're cautious with him and how they push him to get back on the floor. But if he can get back on the floor and get healthy, I think Memphis can be very, very scary. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how, you know. Do you think Utah could be scary? I mean, I don't they're, think they're, they're they're a solid team. They're as they're as solid. They're they're as close as you get to like a college program in the NBA. I think like they have like a system that works for them, and they run that system very well. They fit those pieces in there, and they have people who can break that system, like Jordan Clarkson and Donovan Mitchell, and that makes them effective. Um, but I also think that. 
you know, having Rudy Gobert, having, you know, a Joe Ingles, like they have guys, they're like the Warriors who play their role, but they're like more of a, they have way more of a system and they don't have like a, you know, obviously no one has one, but they don't have a Steph and like Steph is, yeah, he's an anomaly. So that's why I think Utah is dangerous because they, they, they stick to what they do. They don't let any other team push them out of what they do. They know who they are and they play that way. So they're going to be dominant. Um, and Quinn Snyder, can coach. that's, that's, Quinn, that's what I'm saying. Like Quinn Snyder, his uh, the way he the way he coaches and the way he you know expects his players to to come to the you know come ready to play. That's that's exactly what we get from them. So it'll be interesting, man. The West is the West is the West. <laughs> I gotta see. I gotta. But I will. My my, my fault. I, I meant to say this, but I will say this: the East is better than the West this year. I'm. A, yeah. Hold on, I'm re- let me respond to that and also say Memphis. Top to bottom. That's the that's the thing with Memphis that I don't know. Like I, I don't think that they're as dangerous as the Jazz because they, they also don't have a Jordan Clarkson or a Joe Ingles, but like Jai is. But they have like Dylan said, Brooks. They have they have nah, Dylan but Brooks. he's not Jordan Clarkson though. He's not, but Dylan Brooks is coming into his own. I mean Jaron Jackson Jr. is a great, great, great player. And um having Steven Adams on their team definitely helps. He, he's just great inside. He's great. He's a great force to have inside. And I mean, obviously Ja doesn't Ja makes them an elite team. So it'll be interesting. I, I can't give Memphis the elite yet. Not like Utah. Not like, well, definitely not like Utah, but Ja makes them dangerous. Like having okay, a point guard I'm like that you. makes them dangerous. I'm sorry for my wording, people. I'm with you. Nah, you good. <laughs> you um, said I'm sorry for my wording. Wait, you said the East is better top to bottom? Uh yeah. Because if you're looking, if like the Hornets are sitting at 14 and 11 at six in the East, mm-hmm. and right now the sixth best team in the in the East is the Nuggets, and they're 11 and 11. And like all the six, the, the Nuggets, six, seven, six, seven, and eight in the West are all 500. Six, seven, and eight in the East are all above 500. Oh, okay. So, you, okay, but what are those teams? Though, do you think they're better, like team wise? Uh, do I think the Hornets are better than the Nuggets? I mean, without Donovan, I mean, not Donovan Mitchell, without Jamal Murray, yeah. Yeah, I think we could beat them. Are the Cavs better than the Clippers? Probably not. Wait, wait, did, we just, <laughs> did we just lie? Can the did Hornets beat them? Can the Hornets? I mean, we don't. I I tell you what, bro. Lamelo Ball, when he recovers from COVID or whatever this whole COVID pro- protocol has for him. I'm telling you, bro. The man's an all-star already, and yeah. th- this is is only the beginning. We will make the playoffs this year, and we will have whatever success we have. I'm cool. I don't care what it is, as long as we win a few games in the playoffs. I want to. I want to win a series. That would be great to win a series. But I want us to make sure that we win two games at least. You know, at least protect home court. You know, mm-hmm. make it a tough series because I think we're capable of doing that. We're a dangerous team. I don't think a lot of teams in the East actually want to see the Hornets because we're we get up and down every night, and we make sure that you're on your you you have to be on your game to play against the Hornets. Who do you think they match up well with, like in the East in the playoffs, like to where they could like? I think if we got Washington, I think we could definitely beat Washington. I think we could beat Chicago. We could beat Chicago. It's it's gonna be tough, and Chicago is. I mean, we had a tough game against them the other night, but we we can can we can definitely can compete with Chicago. I like that matchup. I think. I mean, I did I already say Washington. Yeah, maybe the Celtics. I mean, anybody I in our divi- anybody in our division, as far as like uh, the Heat, Washington, like I'm hey, cool with those matchups. I like those matchups. Y'all not beating the Heat, bro. All right. The Heat. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the Heat are good. The Heat are good, and they're definitely a contender. But Bruh. I'm saying they don't want to see the Hornets. No one wants to see the Hornets in the first round. I'm telling you that they would because- rather see the Hornets than ju- than just about any team in the East in the playoffs. The Hornets are probably the team that the Heat would be like, okay, like because they, I probably, they would be like, oh, we, this might this might go six or seven. We're taking any of those teams to six or seven. I don't know. The only I team know. I don't think we take to six or seven is Brooklyn. Oh man, I can't wait for this the playoffs to come around. I'm or Milwaukee, to hold you today. Brooklyn or uh, Milwaukee, because we don't have a we don't have a Giannis stopper and we don't have a KD stopper. But if we if we see Chicago, Washington, that's a hot take. That's if we I see think. Chicago, Washington, Miami, Cleveland, Boston, Philly, Atlanta, we see any of them in the first round, it's going six or seven. That's and some I of those think. teams that I named, some of those teams that I named, we definitely are beating in the seven game series. Only so I'm team, just putting. Only... Oh, keep going. 
I'm just saying, like, the Hornets are the Hornets are a dangerous team. I know I'm a little bit biased, but I also think they are a dangerous team and that teams in the NBA don't like playing against the Hornets. I'll put I'm going to remember. Way. So the only team you don't think they can take the 67 is Brooklyn or Milwaukee. I'm going to remember yeah. that. And that's a, that's a hot take. Yeah, because I don't think I because I, I think, think I think the Celtics, I think they match up well with the Celtics. I think they match up well with the Cavs. I think they match up well with I think we match up well with Miami. Miami, Miami, is Miami a tough just team. threw me off. Miami threw me off when you said them because I think that's a championship level contender team in the East. And I don't think we're a champ. I'm not saying I'm not saying that we beat Miami. I'm saying nah. that we take them to six or seven. Kyle Lowry ain't letting it happen. Man, you don't get his back. <laughs> uh, but anyway. <laughs> um. Oh, well, yeah, I get yeah, but altogether, I do think. Yeah, east top to bottom because at the top you got Brook. I mean, no order, but probably Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Chicago. Um, I'm missing one too. It's not Boston right now, but I think Boston will get it. Who who's the who's the top four? Like, is it Chicago, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami? Are those the top four teams? Chicago, Brooklyn, Washington. Oh, that's not lasting. That's why I'm forgetting them because they're not going to lie. We're like, we're, we're right behind. We're one game behind Miami. Actually, we're we're one game behind Miami and or we're half game behind both Miami and Washington. What The Washington Wizards are not built for the playoffs. That's what I'm I'm telling you, man. Sir. We would, so, we would, we might, we might beat them in five. Keep it a buck. We, we got to come back to these. I love these. We got to come back to this. You got to come back to this. Once, once I'm just, I'm, I'm, I love it. I love the fact that I have a team now that the Hornets are a team that I can just really say that. Like, I could just be like, hey, dude, you might, you might, <laughs> hey, you, yeah, might you don't want to see us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have one of those teams now. Like, we finally got a team like that. That's dope. And I think that's why I'm so surprised. <laughs> it was a good post. But, um, wow. I think I nah. What was I about to say? I think that's why I'm surprised though, and I think that's why I hear that tone in your voice because like the Hornets, this is a team you've been talking about for years, like in that same voice. But now it just like it makes sense for you to say that, and I. But I still think it's funny that you think they could take the Heat to six or seven. But other other teams, I'm with you. I'm actually with you. Beating the Wizards, that might be tough. Beating, beating Boston might be tough. That's one team I'm surprised about, like not being any better. And I don't know if it's the fact that they got a this is their first year coach. I don't know if like it's not J, it's not Jason uh Jalen Brown. I don't know if Jason Tatum is just trying to find his rhythm, but I, I Boston is a top four team to me, like easily. Like with the Wizards being top four, like I don't see how Boston isn't. So um they say Jason Tatum's playing bad this year, but I mean he takes the same shots he's always been taking. He's just been missing them. Um, I don't know if that's playing um, bad or just being in the slump. I I think uh for them, it's just like any any young team because they they are like they seem like they're a veteran team, but they're still a relatively young team. Mm-hmm. Like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both under twenty five. So, well, actually, Jalen Brown might be twenty five, but uh, they're both young basketball players. This is a young team, and they struggle with consistency and being consistent every single night just how the horn the hornets are i think obviously the celtics have a little bit more like star power with jason tatum and jalen brown but like they're like a young team like the hornets where they have to um they struggle with consistency on a night-to-night basis where mm-hmm. some nights they they have that energy they have they have that competitive spirit that they need to have and they have what it takes to beat the top teams in the in in the league but um you know they don't bring that effort every single night, and that's kind of what we see with both those teams. But it should be interesting. I think they're going to get it together. I like they're a gritty team. Like I think you know Marcus Smart is really great. He hasn't played you know extremely well this year, but he he'll get it together closer to the playoff time. Uh, shout out Grant. Grant's been sh- he's shooting fifty forty ninety or was shooting fifty forty ninety. I'm not sure what the stats are right now, but that's that's what they were saying. That's tough. Um, through twenty uh, through the first couple of games and. Yeah, bro, they got a solid team. Robert Williams uh, is solid. Al Horford's playing really good basketball this season as well. So they got like what they have. They they have what they need to compete in the East. It'll just be interesting to see for them to put it together. You didn't mention Dennis Schroeder. Is that some of that Laker bias? Um, no, it's not. I just don't think he's what they need at point guard. Like they don't have. I think if they had. 
Really, bro? This is this is a hot take. If they had Rondo, they might they might be a top four team in the East if they had Rajon Rondo right now as their point guard. Or a Rondo like point guard. I don't okay. I only place I disagree with that is because I, I think Marcus Smart runs more of their point. Like he doesn't run it, but like he's technically their point guard. Like then the shooter just But I don't know scorer. if I like that. I don't know if I like no disrespect to I have no disrespect to Marcus Smart, but I don't I don't know if I like him at the one. Yeah, I'm now that I can agree with. I just I think Dennis Shooter has a good amount of scoring. Kind of how like um not Eric Bledsoe, but Reggie Jackson does for the Clippers. Like now, granted, Dennis Shooter is not as good as Reggie Jackson, but he's still like that. You want to know what's crazy about that. that is I would have two years ago, I would have been like, nah, Dennis Schroeder is definitely better than but that is me too. It's, it's what Me they too. Ask, but it's it's what they ask him to do. Like if they ask Dennis to run the second unit and to score in the second unit. That's a perfect role for him. He's great at that. And that's that's exactly what I would want for him on my team is running my second unit. And if if my, my starting one isn't playing great, have him finish out the game, close out the game, get close out buckets. But I don't need that when I have Jalen Brown and when I have Jason Tatum. Like I can go to either or and they're gonna create their own shot and get their own shot. So I don't need Dennis Schroeder and I don't need I don't really need Marcus Smart either. He I don't know how great of a facilitator Marcus Smart is, but I I know that <laughs> that's like, Celtic royalty though. No, nah, for sure. And Marcus Smart is a, I mean, he's a dominant defensive player, bro. Like I would, he's a dog. I would love to have him. Like, I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the, he should 100% be on the floor, but I'm not, I don't want him as my point guard. Yeah. I I don't know. He's one of those players that he doesn't, he doesn't move the needle in certain places, like scoring and distributing, like you said, but defense and like taking charges and just making the smart basketball play on both ends. That, he he moves that needle, so that's why it's so it's so hit or miss with him, because like you need scoring from, but you like you said you technically don't. So like it's he's one of those. I, I, I mean, think it's, his, it's he's the same thing with why, there. We I think we already talked. It's the same thing why Kimba didn't work because Kimba is a scoring point guard. Also, mm. Thibodeau is it, it, it kind of shows you who can and can't, can't coach sometimes, and it, like you know Tibbs is a good Wait. coach, but. The fact that he said that Kimba Walker was not going to be in his rotation anymore just shows me that he doesn't know what he's doing with a player like that. Like he doesn't know how to coach a player like that, and that's a hot take too. Maybe not hot, but that's I like just a, don't. That might I don't think I don't see how. Like I mean, obviously Kimba isn't the greatest defender, but I don't see how you look at Kimba Walker and say he's not in my rotation anymore. That doesn't make any sense to me. I haven't seen enough of like him to say that he shouldn't be in a rotation. I'll say that I haven't seen enough of him. And I mean, I, like, I would oh, agree. I don't guy. watch the Knicks. I don't watch the Knicks like someone who is a who who follows the Knicks. But I was like, it's just it's Kemba, bro. Like I mean, that's a that's more of that Hornets bias. I, you know, nah, I you. Know. But that's you might be onto that because like the defensive on the defensive end. I just, I want to see it. I want to watch. I'll watch the next game and make sure I pay attention to that because I haven't seen him be a super liability on defense. Like they love to throw that on on six feet of under guards, and I hate that. Because they just love to say that you like we're defensive liabilities because we're short, but that's stupid. Like no, it's, especially in the league where, granted, most of those guards are taller, but in the NBA you can literally match up a certain way to where he barely has to guard anybody like that's on the ball. So it's I don't know, but like, but Thibodeau is a defensive minded coach though, so that's what like, and that's a good thing to be a defensive minded. Like the best teams are defensive minded, so I don't I don't know if I can disagree with him. I don't know. That's that's odd though. Alec Burke starting over Kimba Walker, that's one thing two years ago. If you would have told me, I wouldn't have been able to, to like grasp it based on who Kimba was, and, and hey. I think it still is. Hey. And Derrick Rose playing over him. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it's Derrick Rose, bro. That's all of Famer. Um Kimba shit. <laughs> it's Kimba. I mean, bro, like we can have a t- I mean, if Derrick Rose is a Hall of Famer, is Kimba Walker not a Hall of Famer for what he did for the Hornets? <sighs> Sadly, mm. probably not. Muggsy Bogues isn't in the Hall of Fame. Larry Johnson isn't in the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. Like the we got it. That's what I'm saying. The Hall of Fame is so. It's not like the NFL, the Football Hall of Fame, where it's it's like you have. But to be those, but person. at the same time, those people like Del Curry isn't in the Hall of Fame, but he's remembered as like one of the greatest Hornets ever. Like we will, we always remember Del Curry. We'll always remember Muggsy Bogues. We'll always yeah, because he gave Grandma, he gave y'all like, stuff. He gave the NBA stuff. Okay, well, you, if you want to talk about his seed, that's cool too. But <laughs> right, yeah, he for he is a Hornets legend. You're right about that. I'm joking. You're right. You're right. Um, shout Dang. out though. But um, 
yeah man nba is great it's been cool I'm, I'm excited i'm looking forward to christmas day that's always the best time to watch nba mm-hmm. um literally it's not even it's not even a comparison between nba on christmas day to football on thanksgiving it's no nowhere near close like the nba yeah is just bro way I, I don't i don't even watch the football games half the time <laughs> on thanksgiving i i eat and go to sleep <laughs> bro the detroit lions were playing on thanksgiving today like I don't want to watch the. De- I don't ever want to watch the Lions. If Calvin Johnson is not, playing, I don't want to watch the Detroit Lions. But bro. but Big Sean <laughs> performed at halftime. Yeah, he did. So Detroit. Yeah, we we Detroit. <coughs> also, hey, no, you're about- a Big Sean fan, so you can't you can't joke. <laughs> what do you mean you I can't, can't joke, joke like about that? that? Oh my god! Yeah, nah, you're right. I should have tapped in because Big Sean performed. Bro, can we just talk <laughs> about how like 42, 42 Doug looks like Big Sean's like son? That's sick. That's sick. And forty two Doug probably probably carried that thing on him. So I mean, I ain't gonna say he looked like his son, but he I mean that's cool. Small. If I get shot by somebody that's four six, I guess I I had it coming. Facts. <laughs> if you a hey, if you ever see yeah, I had it coming. Can't get shot by force. So yeah, that's just like some God being funny type stuff at that point. Like, yeah, I mean, I I, I hope I don't put myself in a situation where I got to see forty two Doug, and you know, that picture you talking about was that where they were at the Pistons game or the Lions game? I, I don't know what game. Oh, I thought you- <laughs> it's that's a sad city to live in for sports. Like we used to be like that, but damn, imagine that's- living, imagine living in Detroit. What do you ha- what do you have in Detroit though? Other than like, actually, no, I don't want to sound ignorant. I don't want to. Sound, I don't. Want yeah, to me sound neither. Ignorant. I'm sorry. Sorry, up. Detroit. Shut up. We don't have. Shut I don't up. know if we have any listeners in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound because I was in Grand Rapids last month and it was pretty litty. So I ain't going. And that was a, a shocker for me. So I, I can't even say that. Can't be ignorant. Well, I also yeah. also shout out uh the have you watched BMF? I haven't, bro. I don't got HBO though. It's on Showtime. I don't have either, though. It's on Stars. HBO. You were 0 for 2. It's on Stars. I'm 0 for 3. Dang. Wait, so show. I don't have Showtime. I, I have HBO, but it's on and off. But yeah, I don't have Showtime or Stars. Oh, well. Or, or sometimes oh, I, I don't mean, have HBO. You just, you were like, well, I don't have either one of those. I was like, it's not on one of those. <laughs> Facts. Like, hey, it's the only thing that's consistent is Hulu, Netflix, and that's it. H, but yeah, I haven't seen it, though. Is it like, is, is, is it set in Detroit? Is that what you yeah, it's set up. It's yeah. set up in Detroit. I'm sure in the next season or so. Um, sorry, my windows are open over here, so I keep looking, making sure you're not. They um, don't even see you. But uh, yeah, it's set in Detroit, but I'm sure it's gonna go to Atlanta at some point because uh, um, that's that's where the story goes at some point. But yeah, so it's, it's set Back in Detroit. BMF. Um, I heard Detroit. I mean, not Detroit. I heard Eminem plays in it. Bro, yeah, he, bro, I, I didn't even catch it the first time I watched it. I was like, wait a minute. I went back and watched watched it, and I was like, bro, that's Eminem. Like, that's weird. <laughs> he looked, <laughs> he looked so. He looked like a thirteen year old. It was weird, bro. It was, um, because he was supposed to be White Boy Rick, and so White Boy Rick was like oh, okay. seventeen years old, and that's who Eminem was supposed to be playing. But I actually, <laughs> it's funny that I just that we were talking about Detroit and BMF because the other day I was scrolling on Instagram and there was a uh, there was an ad that came up on my on my feed and it was like, <laughs> bro, you you think this is funny? So there's a feed. It was a it was an ad. It was like uh, looking for casting for the next season of BMF. Like all you gotta do is like sign up here or whatever. I was like, well, shit, you know, like I'm trying to. <laughs> Let me be in the next season of BMF, bro. That would be great. I'm already ready for it. So I signed up or whatever. They were like, uh, well, you know, great. Well, we'll send you a Zoom interview and we'll see if you're fit for the casting for BMF. And I was like, word, let me go look this up. So I go and look up like the, uh, I went and looked up the, like the company. I'm I'm trying to find the company now. Hold on, hold on, Mm. hold on, hold on. What's the name of this company? Oh, okay, here we go. Damn, they don't have the name of it. But anyway, I had like an interview and I I didn't think it was real. And I looked at like all the ratings for like the the talent agency or whatever on Google. 
mm-hmm. and they were all negative. They was like, it's a scam. It's a scam. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm not about to go to no interview if it's a scam. Like, what is, what is going on? So um, I didn't go to the interview and I just kind of like, I was like, whatever, like, it's not real. So I'm just not going to pay attention to it. So I let it go. And then the other day I get a text and it was like, hey, this is Brennan and you missed your interview with us. Uh, we'd love to reschedule. And I was like, uh, I didn't respond. I just looked at it. I was like, bro, there's no way this is a real person. Like, this is definitely a bot sending me like messages asking me like, and it, they, they keep doing it. So I guess oh, I'm yeah, just going to take this. I guess I'm just going to have to take this interview. And um, if all goes well, I'll be on the next season of BMF. <laughs> Hey, check, hey, wait for if you're gonna peep, who you gonna play? Like who would you play? Um I've been thinking about that really because like because of who I am as a person, like I wasn't, you know, I'm not I'm a suburban kid, so I probably wouldn't play anybody too crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be anybody, like I wouldn't be a drug dealer or anything like that, but you know, probably I'd be like actually no no no, I, I take that back. I'd probably get in the show and this this would be my role. You ready? <clears throat> This is this is live on new air. This is me. On acting. new air, nah. This is this wasn't planned, y'all. World All exclusive. Right. All right, Meech, Meech, look, 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 Meech. I'm gonna give you your money, Meech. Look, just give me a few days, and I promise you. Like, just just give me a few days, bro. Please, please, just give me a few more days. I promise I'll have your money, and I I never cut you short. <laughs> I was only laughing because you was when you were talking, you started to smile. So I was that's why I had Bro, to I couldn't to keep it together. I don't have any dialogue. But anyway, I'd probably be like the That's dude. impressive though, the fact that you did it off off like I'd probably be like, like the I'd probably be the dude true. that came up short on the count and I'm just like, bro, please, please, no, please. I thought he was gonna offer you. I thought that's what you were 100 percent I would be like, I'd be the person that gets shot like the first episode. Like they make an example out of me and I'm I'm gone. Dead. First episode. But hey, oh man, I was on screen. <laughs> hey, facts, facts. Oh my god, nah. Let me definitely let me know if you take it for sure. Um, yeah, for, for sure. sure. It'll be cool. It would definitely be cool. Plus, we've been, uh, as you can see, we're in the studio here. Uh, yes. And we've been, we've been every time when we have a pregame before we go out. If anybody ever comes over and pregames with us, like we hop in the studio. Brandon makes the beats. We hop in the studio. And we drop freestyles like you gotta you gotta drop that's like the rule if you come and drink here you gotta drop a freestyle mm-hmm. so we've been that's what we've been doing and i don't know it's been cool it's been fun man we might have to start putting out putting out the the footage close friends got a little bit of it you know what i'm saying the vibes close friends they get a little bit of the vibes it was cool close friends got the vibes nah we might we might continue doing that we'll, that's a good we'll ritual yeah that's definitely a good ritual does brandon make the beat Obviously, best yeah, beats, man. Yeah. He's been making some crazy beats. He's been making some crazy beats. I'm telling you, he be crafting. He, he be, be crafting. crafting. It, 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 like he's already been on a, on a few um on a few albums. But I'm telling you, don't be surprised if you hear your favorite rapper on his beat because he's getting. Hey, it. shout out to Brandon, bro. I love to hear the. I'm telling the grind, you, man. I'm telling you, love it. But yeah, but yeah so. <laughs> we just said, but yeah, but nah. I wanted to, <laughs> since we've been gone, we um, we actually got some really sad news. We don't have to stay here long, but this time last week, we found it like this, not this time last week, but this day last week, we found out Virgil Abloh passed away, which was very, very like surprising, very like random. Seemed like he came out of nowhere. Like that news. That's the only way I can describe that news because it was so left field. Um, so I just want to say recipes virtual blow and kind of I mean we don't have to talk about it long because like I said it's pretty sad but it just made me think about how how much he kind of like had an impact for someone that wasn't that's not really into fashion like I think that's that speaks more about him because I'm not really into fashion like that um I'm into hip-hop and music obviously but like I'm not into the fashion world so I kind of found out about him I don't know if it was late or early but I, I definitely was not uh, a person that followed him when he was under Kanye like that. So to see the the legacy that he's like now left uh, in only 41 years, and for me, only knowing him a couple of years, maybe four or five, like it's just amazing to think about because you could you see how far he could have gone in the fashion world. And that's like a whole new industry. Like, like I think that 
I, I have it written down as impact just because like most like black men like in the entertainment industry if it's not acting you're making music um that's why you're famous so like you i mean obviously you got sports you got entertainment da, 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 but like you don't see too many black fashion designers be famous for just really being that guy when it comes to the art and i think virgil's that guy he was designing planes designing clothes designing shoes um people started making stuff of his like into like he just he turned art he he kind of shifted what culture and art like mean to people so like i, I don't know virgil He's different, bro. Like, I don't really think we've, we've seen anything like him before. So that's why I want to give him his flowers. Cause I, I, I definitely haven't. Um, I don't even know if you can compare him to anyone from the past. Like he, he just kind of, he did his own thing, a true visionary, like in the real world. So yeah. what you think? How you, that was, I mean, uh, you think that was, it? first of all, Brody, that was very beautiful. That was very beautiful. Thank you. So Thank I you. applaud you for uh, your tribute to Virgil. Um, I personally, I don't have too many, I will say this. I'll say that, um, I think what you said about him, what he did up for his 41 years in life is very special because um, we don't we don't realize how much time that we have. It's very short that we have on this earth. Um, and the, the fact that you said that these last four years or so that he's been on top, that just goes to show you that life is how crazy life can be sometimes. Like I just think about it like. This man, he worked pretty much his entire life to get to the pinnacle of fashion where he was at. And in just a few years, he was the guy in our culture. He ran our culture, pretty much ran what the culture wore and what we, and and he pretty much, he put, he has his hand on, I can even say a few artists or designers that I know here in Charlotte. Like he has his hands on pretty much any designer that's coming up in fashion and looks up to Virgil. Um, mm -hmm. And he did that in a Good short point. amount of time. And, and just like that, it was gone. And it just shows you that it's all about the journey of getting there. It's not about reaching the peak. And mm -hmm. he reached his peak. And it, was, it wasn't very long. His peak wasn't that long. It was, like you said, four years where he was really on top of the game mm -hmm. and transcended fashion. Um, or at least as long as I knew. <laughs> yeah, and he and it could be it could be a lot longer. We probably sound <laughs> we don't we don't know. It. I mean, I don't, no, I, we just talking. We talking. We just talking. But like like you said, he he had that pinnacle, and you know, he just it it just makes you kind of uh, appreciate the journey of doing things and working hard over something to get to where you want to be. And that's what he did. He was creative with it. He was himself uh, throughout it all. And I think that for any creative um, that's chasing anything that they want that's a beautiful message and he did it in his own way and um that's inspiring so definitely want to give him his flowers and rest in peace to him and um it's it's good that we didn't know that he was battling uh cancer mm -hmm. you know as far as like the public knowing that and having that be out there that he kind of was able to just kind of hold that information in and kind of go quietly and that no one knew about it beforehand so that's um that's definitely something that was at least a, a bright side of, of something that's, you know, otherwise very, uh, very de like, you know, just depressing, uh, so to yeah. speak. So that's another good point, too. I didn't even mention that. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, rest in peace, Virgil Blue. That's that's all. Yeah. But I guess we can transition to uh, one last thing for music. Um, you've been listening to any, like anything like new? Um, or as anything, or as anything, it's still same playlist, like same type stuff. Honestly, bro, I've been listening to this dude named Wiki. Spell it. W I like literally like Wikipedia, like W I K. -I. Oh shoot, Wiki. Uh, he has this song called "Can't Do This Alone" with this dude. It's like kind of like alt rap. It's kind of it's tough. And then there's like this, uh, this other dude named Huey Briss, uh, called Northside. Like I don't know, bro. I was just listening to some different stuff just trying to like plug into something on apple music and find just something different and that's a skill two. bro i'm and glad you two. said that <laughs> i haven't heard of any of those that's that's a skill you re you're generally really good at like like that type of like finding like the people that aren't really hot like at well, the moment and i would say awesome. i i appreciate that but i personally like if I can just listen to somebody like I'll like I don't care if the song is like two three years old like if I find like a a song I haven't heard it before and it's fire like I'm gonna listen to that song and then I'm gonna go and like check out your catalog and then 
from there we decipher if I'm gonna listen to you or not. But like that's kind of like my that's my whole process for picking out music at, for anything. It's just like if you catch me with one song, okay, bet I'm gonna go check out see what else you got. If I like what else you got, then I'm gonna just continue following you, seeing what else, like you know, like I'm. And I, I'm pretty much open to anything. Like I'll listen to pretty much anybody, but it, I have a, I have a breaking point, you know, with like that. <laughs> but I also think for you, like you, I like your your taste in music, um, just because you like listening to different stuff, just like how I like like listening to different things. Like I like um, how you switch it up. So, um, what have you been listening to? <laughs> uh. Really, bro, I've been listening. I already mentioned it last pod, but that more of that Isaiah Rashad album, but also um Tierra Whack. That's someone I'm a, I'm actually right about her. Isn't she on tour? Isn't she on tour with Playboy Cardi right now? I don't know. I think she might be though. If you say that it's probably true. No, no, no. I'm I'm pretty sure it's her. But she's been somebody who I I this is terrible. Like this is people come for people come to us for information and we don't have the the uh because i definitely think we need to shine a light on this too because as someone who listens to playboy cardi's music and um support has support who supports his music i think because she's been dealing with a lot uh on his tour nah you're talking you're talking about um it's not tierra whack but it's i know who you're talking about it's dang we oh bro what's her name it's not tierra whack i know exactly what you're talking about though talking about they've been booing her yeah it's um wow rico nasty rico nasty i'm yeah. so sorry but yes rico nasty has been getting booed by like playboy cardi fans they've been being ultra disrespectful to her on the road and i mean it, playboy cardi fans are you know he has a mixed crowd but it is mo- a mostly white crowd and they've been pretty disrespectful to rico nasty and playboy cardi hasn't said anything yet so it's kind of you know when when's he gonna say something you know like i feel like if you have i feel like it's if you bring someone on tour with you or if you're touring with someone it's your obligation to make sure that they're respected just as much as you especially if it's your tour like you don't because that makes it a bad show it's bad vibes with the the artist that's performing if you have people booing them before you come on like i wouldn't want to like i'd be like bro i guess i'm i'm not i'm not about to be on tour with you anymore like i'm about to just dip out like i appreciate the opportunity but if i'm about to get booed like so i don't know i just feel like uh playboy card needs to say something get his fans to chill out a little bit yeah i i heard people have been on twitter i saw like that report that people have been uh booing her and some people some artists had even tweeted like in solidarity with her like stop booing her like that's wild disrespectful all that but like you said that's his crowd is a certain type of crowd so they you can only expect a certain type of ethical behavior from them i mean i'm I mess with cardi i'm not gonna say that that's not how it you know what i'm saying it's yeah for sure and i'm not i'm not saying that he when it comes to i'm that sure he's probably tried to do something and he he may have talked to her about it or whatever but that's that's definitely like if if someone you don't have to boo if someone if you if someone isn't like your cup of tea at a concert you don't like their music or whatever you don't gotta boo them you can just not no. do anything you can just nah, stand yeah. there it's mad it's, it's super disrespectful it's not even yeah it's so not even i to the artist it's really unfair to the artist because there are people who actually enjoy her music and she's trying to like build that rapport with her fans, but they can't, she can't do that. She can't focus on that because there's people booing her. There's people distracting her from doing what she came to do. So I, I definitely like, I would like to see people be more respectful to artists. I would like to see people be more respectful to NBA players on the floor and NFL players. And like what we say, like, it's just a lot, a lot going That's, on. That, yeah, that, um, that story is sick, but like a lot of people don't even take the perspective of those people, like you mentioned. Like they don't even take the perspective of the artist or the athlete. They just got their own perspective, and that's that's all they well, can understand. It I just from. think we don't see these people. Um, I don't see. I don't think we see these people. They don't see them as people. They see them as we put celebrities on this pedestal or whatever. Like we glorify them, and people don't see them as people as normal people normal human beings with normal emotions and normal like some people are imbalanced and some people people don't react to stuff certain stuff well and like you booing them every night might not be good for their mental so we all have emotions we're all human we're all like just because i might make a certain amount of money or i go more people might know me doesn't make me any more different than you and i think that's what we got to see with all the people that are in that like in that limelight so 
That's a fact. That's a fact. But no, nah, I was talking about uh, Tierra Wack. Not to confuse the two. Shout out to Rico Nash. Shout out to Tierra Wack. She just dropped uh, a three song EP. That's very, very good. I was put onto it by a friend and it she's just different, man. Like I said, I'm going to write about her. I've, I've really found out about her last year with Wack World. She's just one of those artists that's not really underground. She has a really solid, high, like quality, high population fan base, but she makes underground type music. Um, and she dropped the EP. It's called Rap with a question mark. And it's just, it's three songs with three completely different sounds. I think that's the best way I can sell it. It's the three songs sound nothing alike production wise lyric wise content wise any of that themes none of that like it's, it, she's just different and um yeah i would encourage everyone to listen to whack world and also give this three song ep a, a listen but like i said i'm gonna write about it talk to like because kind of go more in depth about it because i just like her artistry i like and i'm i'm i love when i find out about people like this like i guess i, I could be considered late but like it's it's dope to see like people just still trying their own thing like and doing their own thing and she's one of those <laughs> interesting artist like like that just literally stands in her own light and it just kind of it's it's dope to see it's dope to see with so many people that kind of create don't create their own waves another one is highway but that's shout out to cheat that's another thing but yeah tierra whack rap uh question mark go check that out you won't be surprised i'm not be surprised don't be disappointed megan good is my favorite song on there um yeah i'll be just be on the lookout for me writing about that over the week because it'll it's it's a dope thing and I, i'm just so surprised that like it was as clean as it was, man. She's, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be watching her more. I'm gonna definitely be watching her more. That's what's up. Sure. That's what's up. But yeah, that's the only thing I've been listening to. Tierra Wack, Isaiah Rashad. Um, nothing really, nothing really other than that. Like as far as new or Twitter, I should say. Well, I've been. Um, I haven't really. This isn't. This is still music related, but it isn't anything I've been listening to. I just recently started reading this book about Kendrick Lamar. Um. Mm. And it's called uh, it's about it's about his to pimp a butterfly album. And it's actually been I have just read the first chapter, but it's about it's just kind of introducing how what inspired him to write the to pimp a butterfly album after he dropped Good Kid, Matt City. And it kind of it took me back to that time because I was coming up. I was only 14 years old when Good Kid, Matt City came out. And I remember kind of like the buzz about Kendrick Lamar, but I didn't. I didn't really necessarily know who he was. I just remember hearing like about this dude named Kendrick Lamar and then like backseat freestyle came out and that like, that's the only thing that people could talk about. Um, but it just talks about him going, putting that album up in the Grammys um, and then Macklemore winning that Grammy and how he felt about Macklemore and how Macklemore responded and how he sent Kendrick that message and then, you know, screenshot it, put it on Instagram and said, you know, I apologize to Kendrick for, you know, you know, winning the Grammy and how disingenuous it was. And it just kind of explains to you where his mental was going. You know, Kendrick hadn't really gotten to his, uh, his really like his pinnacle of his fame yet. He hadn't really been used to being famous yet. And now he's getting all this publicity, all these people talking about him, all this, all this stuff is happening to him. And it ended up making him go to South Africa, um, mm. which is where he had, you know, he shouts out South Africa a lot on that album. And like he really embraces the African culture on the album, so it's kind of talking about the tip like, mm. like that. It's really, it's really deep, man. I'm really enjoying it, so it's dope. That's dope. Um, but what's it called? I it's called to Tepim- oh, God to pimp a butterfly. Uh, how Kendrick Lamar changed the black soul of America. That's dope. Because yeah. that album, not that you say that it does have a lot of like African influence. Uh, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's dope, man. Parker actually uh, recommended it to me. He gave it to me. So shout out Parker for giving me that book, bro. Word, word. Um, but yeah, but nah, that's we covered the music in the NBA. I, I wanna, I wanted to touch on Grammy nominations. I just don't know if I had the time because I gotta do some yeah. <laughs> like. But yeah, I, mean, I it, feel you on that. And Grammy, you know, I don't really just it's the Grammy. Speaking, speaking on the on like the Kendrick thing, like I really that's the last time that I really cared about the the Grammys was when Kendrick Lamar and. Drake and Kanye, they all had their in the Watch the Throne album. All those albums were in, were in that category, and Macklemore's album won that Grammy. I was like, all right, well, they obviously don't know what real music is. So <laughs> that's the last time I I paid attention to the Grammys. I don't pay atten- I don't pay attention to Billboard. I don't pay attention to the Grammys. If it's like if it's a good song, you'll know it's a good song because other people will enjoy it when you play it. If if you if some of these songs that win, like I feel like half the time when I turn into the Grammys. I or Billboard Awards and they're like this is the song of the year. I'm like I've never heard that song before. You know, like to who? Definitely with the Billboard Awards. 
I feel so, like the Grammys you know, are doing you, better, but Billboard is, yeah. So yeah. I mean, obviously, like Tyler winning a Grammy last year was they kind of got it right with what he had, um, but he's nominated again this year. Or that wasn't last year; that was two years ago with Igor. But that was Igor, yeah. But still, shooting was close. Um, I was one last year. Which is probably he he should he probably should win again this year. I don't really know what's uh what he's up against in his uh category, but he definitely should win again this year because I think he put out the best rap album this year. Agree. It's just it's like him, Cole, Nas. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. The it's better than the offseason. Doing it's, okay, but at the same time, like, where is Lil Durk and and Lil Baby's album? Um, um, where is it? I'm asking you, where is it? Um, on Apple Music, Spotify, and Title, and Amazon Music. Uh, uh, I see, I see the points you're trying to make. I just don't even want to. Like, <laughs> But you're right. You still you're right. You're right. You're right. But nah, um, you you said it about the Grammys. Though. They they don't really hold any validity like that. I just think they are getting a little bit better with the specifically with like nominations with rap and R and B. They're doing a little bit better of a job. Like I would say a little bit, but we we still yeah. got ways to go with them. Well, they're, we they're definitely got ways to, right. to go. But hey, man, this was been this has been another great episode of the New Era Pod. Yes. Um, we are closing in on episode 15 here um hopefully the next time y'all hear us we'll be together like in the same place um we're still working on the details for that but yeah man episode 15 we've been solid we've been strong we want to thank all of you people who have made this possible for us which is us um we we've made this possible but we appreciate y'all I want to thank me. Nah, but seriously, we want to thank y'all for listening um, this entire year. It's been it's been great. It's been crazy. We've been hectic uh, with our scheduling, but we are, yes. you know, we're back. We're, we're you know, flowing with it. Uh, I'm, glad. <laughs> I'm glad we recorded today, for real. Yeah, it's Definitely been good. It's been great. Um, it's been good. It's been great. <laughs> It's been good. It's been great. It's been, hey. Um, but no, I I'm I'm excited for the future. I'm I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode and make sure you subscribe, share, comment, like, whatever. Feedback. Text People text me with sometimes with the takes. Like text me with the take. Text me text Caleb with one of his takes. I'm like yo, what was you thinking? Or, Definitely. I really agree with this. Like indulge with us. Is indulge the right word for that? Yeah. Um, word. Word. I, I probably so. it's probably not. <laughs> nah, indulge. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it definitely yeah, is, bro. That's definitely you. Definitely use that in the the correct way, bro. Don't doubt right. yourself. Yeah, man. Exactly. You're right. Don't Bless doubt yourself. <laughs> but anyway, um, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all, and um, always. Thank you all. Well, a merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. Um, <laughs> I appreciate y'all. We out. We love y'all. Hey, hold on. <laughs> Bro, are you about to... I can just imagine people be like, yo, what? they are just everywhere. You got to love it, though. Peace. We done. Peace.